0: Welcome to All Vampires Are Gay, a serialized narrative podcast created by Corbin Rosewood. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major podcasting platforms. If you like the show, please consider supporting our work. All Vampires Are Gay is made possible because of listeners like you. You can help out by becoming a patron, shopping our merch, and of course, telling your friends about the show. You can find all the ways to support us and more at our website, CorwinRosewood.com.
1: Corwin here. I just wanted to let you know that if you want to send me an email, I absolutely love hearing from listeners. My email is hello at CorwinRosewood.com.
0: Now on with the show.
1: Episode 11, Miami Vampire. Welcome, I'm Corbin Rosewood, and tonight we return to a very sunny farmer's market and a lovesick vampire who's finally getting to see his man. Scene, The Farmer's Market. It was a bright Sunday morning and Victor was slightly drunk, mostly hungover, and absolutely miserable. First of all, he'd had to take a taxi to the farmers market because he couldn't run fast in his condition. Then the driver was upbeat and kept trying to chat with him. Worse yet, he had a strongly perfumed car, which added to Victor's growing headache. The sun beat down on his black trench coat mercilessly as he stepped out of the car to the crowds of cheerful, morning people. He pushed his dark sunglasses up his nose and glowered at them. Victor's first thought was that this was an absolutely vile place to meet, but at this point, he would have met Robert pretty much anywhere. At some point during last night's drunken bar crawl, he had realized he didn't care to wonder or analyze his emotions about Robert any longer. He didn't want to question it. He just wanted to be with him. From Robert's impish grin to his dashing style and the way Victor never knew what he was going to say next, he was totally obsessed. So, he squared his shoulders and attempted to navigate the crowds of pleasant people the best his hungover goth self could. It wasn't easy. Between the throbbing headache at his temples and the fact that his sunglasses were so black, he could barely see anything. But eventually, he made his way to the flower stand where Robert had texted him to meet. When he finally saw Robert, it was all worth it. He was standing by a cacophony of colors at the flower stall. His mop of unruly black-brown hair, striking good looks, and flowy white blouse set him apart from all the boring people around him. It was like they all just fell away, fading into the background. Marco had gotten a lot of things wrong about Victor when he berated him last night, but he had got one thing right. Victor loved falling in love. He was still a bit unsettled by how intense his infatuation with Robert was, but he was ready to just let it go and fully give himself over to the moment. Human romance was so fleeting, and this love was too good not to enjoy it while it lasted. Robert saw him and his face broke into a grin, and he awkwardly waved him over. I'm so glad you came, he said when Victor arrived. I have this for you, I guess it's sort of like an... I'm sorry? Victor looked down at the rose Robert was thoughtfully holding out to him, and he gratefully took it, momentarily speechless. He wanted to savor this moment forever, keep it carefully in his catalog of favorite memories. Thank you, he whispered, taking the rose and holding it tenderly. You could put it in your lapel, Robert suggested. I think I'll just carry it, Victor said quietly, his shoulders hunched as he felt the sun beating down on him uncomfortably. Oh, right, yeah, that that makes sense. It's, It's not really your style, Robert said, his words coming out in a jumble. Sorry, I don't really know what to do or say, I guess? Can't we just pick up where we left off? Victor asked hopefully. Lifting his head, he pulled off his sunglasses so Robert could see the sincerity in his eyes. Robert smiled softly, but shook his head. Definitely not, but that doesn't mean we can't start again. Go on, Victor replied. I thought about it a lot, you and me, Robert said. And I think I'd like to date you, but I'm gonna need you to be honest with me. Was I ever dishonest? Victor asked, taken aback. Robert laughed. You probably were, but what I really mean is I need to know more, I need to understand more. If this is gonna work, we have to build trust. That's only going to happen if we communicate, you know? Victor nodded sullenly. He had really hoped for a kiss-and-make-up kind of reunion with Robert, but after what Jin had explained about humans, he wasn't totally surprised. I will do my best to share things, he replied, but it's not always easy. Robert nodded. I can deal with that. Let's shop and talk. I want to buy some food for dinner tonight. Victor nodded and tagged along behind Robert through the market like a dejected puppy. Having a relationship conversation was bad enough. Why did it have to be here, in the sunshine? "'What do you think of this spinach?' Robert asked, waving a bunch of vibrant greens in his face. Victor shrugged. "'I have no opinions on spinach,' he said. "'Ouch, I know I told you to be honest, but you didn't have to go so hard,' Robert joked. "'Sorry,' Victor said. "'I guess, um, it looks very green. Can I smoke here?' Robert laughed." (laughs) No way! These vegetables are organic! Victor sighed and put his sunglasses back on, leaning awkwardly on a hay bale while Robert purchased his spinach. Soon they were meandering through the farmer's market, Robert buying produce and asking questions, Victor stumbling along behind and answering them. So, who are you fighting? "'Who is attacking you?' Robert asked. "'A very terrible man named Liren. "'A few powerful old vampires I helped lock in that mausoleum we went to. "'A couple of bouncers from the Belladonna Club, and uh, I don't know who else,' Victor replied. "'Liren, that's your ex, right?' Robert asked, frowning. "'Yes, but he's more like my nemesis now. "'We haven't dated in a few hundred years.' Robert absorbed this information while bagging some heirloom tomatoes. ''Have you killed someone?'' he asked suddenly. ''Yes,'' Victor replied. Robert didn't look surprised to hear this. ''Have you harmed an innocent person?'' he asked. Victor looked haunted. ''Yes,'' he said quietly, turning away from Robert. ''Have you killed someone you didn't have to?'' Robert asked. What? Victor said, genuinely hurt. No, who do you think I am? I told you, I'm a good guy. Sorry, sorry, I'm just trying to get a sense of how much of a bad boy you really are and what kind of situation I'm getting into, Robert said, tapping his fingers on his lips as he thought. Can you take these bags? I have too many. Victor obligingly took a few plastic bags of vegetables. He felt ridiculous, but didn't say anything. Oh, here's a question. Do you like me? Robert asked. Too much, Victor replied woefully. Robert smiled with that impish grin that Victor loved. Am I safe with you? Robert asked. Can you protect me from the people who are after you? Victor frowned. You are probably not safe, but I'm not without resources, and I'll try my best to keep you safe. Robert shrugged. That seems pretty reasonable to me. Are fairies real? Victor chuckled. Um, I actually don't know, to be honest. I will ask one of my nerdy friends for you if you'd like. Are you taking this seriously? Yes, I'm sorry. I don't know which questions are silly. Was that silly? Robert asked. A little, but I understand, Victor said kindly. I guess I agreed to answer all your questions, even the silly ones. So this one is kind of weird, but it's been on my mind. Are you gonna drink my blood? Is it like calling out to you with a special aroma or something? Victor laughed loudly. (laughs) You've been watching too many movies. No, I don't have any plans to drink your blood. It doesn't smell different than anyone else's. Honestly, there's only a mild flavor difference between blood types, nothing that interesting. Then why me? Like, you could date anyone. Why would you date me? You're interesting, weird, and a bit of a puzzle, which are some of the most valuable human traits to me. Doesn't hurt that you're stunningly gorgeous, too. Robert smiled. Ooh, you're good. I'll give you that. What about turning people? Can you do that? Sometimes, Victor replied darkly. But it's not safe. It doesn't always work out. Are you hoping to turn me into a vampire? No, absolutely not, Victor said. Like I said, it's dangerous, and sometimes it goes very wrong. Who you are before and after becoming a vampire are usually two very different people, and I like who you are right now very much. Robert grinned. Who were you before you became a vampire? I don't know, Victor replied. What do you mean, Robert asked. I don't remember anything before I became a vampire. Robert looked horrified. That's awful! That must be so upsetting! Victor shrugged. Not really. It was hundreds of years ago now, anyway. Doesn't really matter. Robert nodded at this. He didn't say anything for a while, but his eyes showed Victor that he was trying to take in all this information that felt completely insane to his human brain. Victor grabbed his hand and gave it a little squeeze. Robert smiled, and they kept wandering the market, stopping to taste cheese samples and buy fresh peach juice. Scene. The Farmer's Market. A little while later, they were standing in front of a food truck, waiting in line for empanadas, and Robert finally started talking again. Okay, I feel like I'm getting a handle on all this, but I guess one thing I'm worried about is like, you're so much older and stuff. Doesn't the age difference seem weird to you? It doesn't count, I'm a vampire, Victor replied. He noticed a grandma who was standing in line in front of them, clearly starting to eavesdrop on their conversation, but he ignored her. What, of course it counts, Robert said. Looking confused and unconvinced, his beautiful face furrowed in frustration. Suddenly, Jin's advice popped into his head, and Victor remembered her suggestion to over-explain to humans. Do I look like an old man? He asked. Robert shook his head. Victor continued. Human personalities are often shaped by experiences, how people treat them and perceive them. No one has ever treated me like an old man, so I've never experienced being an old man. The grandma nearby seemed to be looking at Victor very intently, but he pretended not to see and carried on explaining himself to Robert. Old men die at 90, 100 years old. They only have the experience of being old for a short while. Well, I live on, meeting people, loving and living in new ways, in new worlds. I'm simply not human. Nothing about me is like a human, old or young. I exist in a different world and especially a different relationship to time. So this question is rather irrelevant to me. I'm not an old man. I'm a vampire. You would not ask a cat how it feels to not be a dog. I mean, I wouldn't ask a cat anything, Robert said. Cats can't talk. Wait, oh my god, can you talk to cats? How many powers do you have? Victor chuckled. No. I can't talk to cats. My friend Jin might be able to, though. Robert's eyes went wide, but he shook his head to clear his thoughts and moved forward. I guess what I'm really trying to ask you is, don't you think you'll get bored of me? No way. I adore you, Victor said sincerely. Then he put his hands on Robert's shoulders and said gently, Can I ask a question? Robert nodded. Have you considered just having fun and seeing what happens? Maybe you don't need to know everything right now. Maybe you can just enjoy the moment, he said, standing closer to Robert and gazing deeply into his eyes until it felt like the market around them faded away and they were the only two people in the world. What about just taking my hand and living for today? Victor continued entwining his fingers with Robert's. Look, we're not so different, Victor said. He gently pulled Robert's hand up to his chest and laid it above his heart. Feel that? Robert nodded. My heart beats just like yours, Victor said. I know all this vampire stuff is kind of a lot, but it doesn't have to be if you just forget about it and focus on us. He leaned in and they kissed softly. Robert smiled. A calmness seemed to wash over him, and he gripped Victor's hand tighter. We're just different, you and I. Nothing wrong with that, Victor said. You are certainly a smooth talker, Robert replied, blushing. Victor shrugged. Living hundreds of years has its benefits. Robert laughed. All right, all right. You've convinced me. Against all better judgment, I'm in. Victor grinned devilishly and put his black sunglasses on, before turning to look at the bustling farmer's market again, holding tight to Robert's hand and giving it a squeeze. I get that the vampire thing is a lot, but you've got to admit, it's pretty hot too, he said, with a wry grin. Mr. Fabulous strikes again, Robert said with a laugh, rolling his eyes. Just then, there was a loud throat clearing, and Victor looked down to see the grandma who had been watching their whole interaction. He sighed, preparing himself for whatever bigoted hand-wringing might come his way. What's your problem, madam? He asked her. Her eyes went wide. Problem? Oh no, that's not it at all. It's just, I'm sure I know you from somewhere. I don't think so. Victor said coldly. No, I do, she said, tapping her head. I know what it is. You're that guy from that old TV show. Yes, yes, you are. What was it? Oh, me, Miami, Miami something, Miami. Miami vampire, Victor said, his frown deepening severely. Yes, exactly, she shrieked. That was it. Oh, my goodness. You look just like him. I have heard that before. Victor said flatly. Oh, 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 would you mind taking a photo with me? I used to watch it every evening with my granddaughter in the summer. She'll really get a kick out of this, she said, motioning wildly to an older gentleman who was eating samples at a nearby hummus stand. The man ambled over when he saw her. Look, honey, it's Brutus van Hofstein, she said when the man arrived. Can you get a photo of us? my goodness young man you haven't aged a day the man said clapping victor on the back heavily victor lurched forward i am not brutus van hofstein he said angrily i just look like him he's a fictional character yes yes of course you're not dear the grandma said her face breaking into a huge grin now lean down so we can both get in the photo Victor reluctantly crunched down and agreed to pose for a number of photos with the elderly couple. He scowled through all of them, but that only seemed to delight them more. After a little while, they finally decided they'd had enough and waved goodbye, wandering off into the market happily. Robert turned to Victor with raised eyebrows. What the hell was that? Victor looked like a cat after being dumped in a bathtub. Can't we just get our empanadas? It's finally our turn, he said. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. You don't get out of this that easily. Empanadas can wait. What was that? Victor sighed dramatically. <sighs> I dated someone in the 80s who moved out to Hollywood and made a TV show. I guess I was his muse or something. Robert giggled. <laughs> a yummy vampire? Victor's scowl deepened. Yes, Miami Vampire. It was a cop show, but with vampires. They ordered their empanadas and walked away, snacking on them. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know you at all, Robert said. You've had this whole life, done all these things, and I'm just, I'm just a DJ in a new city. Don't you think you'll get bored of me? Of course not, Victor said earnestly. All that is just my past. Every relationship comes with baggage. I think anyone can be happy doing the most mundane things if it's with the right person. Look at me. I'm literally enjoying a farmer's market because you're here, even while being assaulted by Miami vampire fans. Now, I think it's high time you stop with this insecurity, darling. Doesn't suit you at all." Robert smiled, and a blush rose to his cheeks at Victor's words. I guess I can't argue with that, he said. Victor smiled back, but privately, he had a moment's pause to wonder if Robert was right. He couldn't help remembering Marco's biting words from last night about how he dropped people the moment he got bored. He looked over at Robert, his curls bouncing in the sunlight, making his eyes sparkle, and he thought, there was no way I could ever get tired of looking at that face. The Beach Take a left here, Victor said, directing the cab driver to the beachside boardwalk. It was a few hours after the farmer's market. Robert and Victor had dropped off the food at Robert's apartment, and then Victor had laid on the bed for a few hours to recover from the sunshine and his hangover. When he got up, he had taken Robert's hand and said, I want to show you something, somewhere special to me. You said you don't know me, so I want to show you some of my world. They had hopped into a cab and were now almost at their destination. They paid the cabbie and got out at the cobbled beachside pathway. The beach? Robert asked, surprised. I thought you hated sunshine. Victor laughed and pulled him towards one of the docks that stretched out far into the ocean. I do, but it's afternoon now, and the fog always comes in around four. You can see it approaching already, he said, pointing to the stormy clouds gathering on the horizon. The wind began to pick up, and soon enough, the clouds were blocking the sun, and the world was turning gray again. They took off their shoes and held them as they walked through the murky sand their feet getting cold and damp in the low tide. Victor motioned Robert to follow him as he scampered along the beach under the large wooden docks. The wind whipped his hair around his face as he moved, resisting the urge to run like a vampire. He loved the ocean, the feeling of the cold wind on his cheeks and smelling the salt in his lungs. It made him feel alive. Finally, they reached the last dock on the road, It looked ancient with dark, rotting wood and appeared to be abandoned. This is it, Victor said happily, flopping down under the crumbling dock and leaning back against the wet rocks. Robert looked around at the rotting wood and seaweed, desperately trying to find a place to sit that wasn't going to damage his clothing. Eventually, he gave up and crouched on a rock near Victor. Okay, it's a dock, he said. Victor laughed. Yes, but it's older than you. A lot older. It's been here a very long time. Robert raised an eyebrow. How long? Victor shrugged. I don't know, really, but it was here when we got here. It was the only dock at the time, and we landed right here, he said, pointing to a nearby spot on the beach. You and Samson? Robert asked. Yes, and Persephone and August, Victor said. Robert leaned in close, putting his arm around Victor. Who's that? Friends, very old friends, Victor said. His eyes glazed over at the memory. We traveled the world together, the five of us. There was someone else, you see, but we lost her. I'm sorry, Robert said quietly. Victor nodded. We had all lived in Europe a long time when she died. We'd made so many enemies, we knew it was time to leave. I wanted to go to New York City, but Samson wanted to come here because of Pendragon. So we did. Pendragon? Robert asked. The university? Victor nodded. It has lots of secrets and ancient magic, and the best magical book collection on the continent if Jin is to be believed. Wait, you didn't mention Jin. Wasn't she with you when you arrived? No, Victor said. We didn't meet her until much later, only about 50, 70, something like that, years ago. She's quite a bit younger than the rest of us. Robert was quiet for a bit, thinking about everything. Pendragon is magical? Seriously? he said. My sister went to college there. I had no idea. Most people don't, Victor said, relaxing into Robert's embrace since moving here we discovered this whole region is full of ancient magic supernatural creatures are drawn here and all the old witch clans have factions in the mountains nearby robert whistled (laughs) whoa that's incredible victor nodded but that's not what i'm here to show you this is he said standing up and scrambling up the rocks on the last wooden post up against the sea wall There were markings carved into the dark old wood. Initials. Victor pointed to his own, VN, and the others, including one extra. IJ, he said, his eyes filling with sadness. We marked it for her, even though she was never here. She loved humans and always wanted us to take care of them at all costs. When we moved to this place, we agreed to devote ourselves to their protection in her name he moved his hands over the carvings, his heart full of memories and nostalgia. That's beautiful, Robert whispered. We all stood on the beach and looked out at the sunset, right where we are now, and agreed to begin our new life here. Things have changed a lot since that day. Jin has joined us and August left years ago, but it's a very special place for me. I come here when I want to remember myself, and feel some purpose. Robert took his hand and held it gently, his eyes showing empathy and affection. Thank you for sharing this place with me, he said. I really do feel like I know you better. Victor smiled softly. I'm glad. I want you to know me, which is kind of a new feeling for me. Robert's apartment. After the beach, they went back to Robert's apartment, and he insisted on making dinner while Victor relaxed on the couch. Victor put on some music and smoked a cigarette while he looked out at the sparkling city lights through the big windows. He felt calm and relaxed, even knowing Liren was lurking out there, planning something. After the day he'd had, with Robert humming away in the kitchen making them dinner, he couldn't feel anything but blissfully happy. I know you don't have opinions about spinach, but hopefully you'll like my spinach salad and this vegetable quiche, Robert said, walking into the living room wearing an apron and holding a large wooden bowl full of salad. Victor stood up and extinguished his cigarette, kissing Robert on the cheek. I'm sure I'll love it, darling, he said taking the bowl to the table. I'm glad, Robert said. Honestly, cooking isn't something I usually do, so I hope it turned out all right. Victor looked surprised. I assumed since you dragged me to that farmer's market, you must be really into cooking. Why else would we be wandering around in the morning sunshine? Robert looked awkward. Oh, uh, well, this is sort of embarrassing. That isn't really why I brought you there? Victor raised his eyebrows. Do go on, he said. Robert sighed. My sister, she has an herb shop, and she sometimes has a booth there. I was hoping to introduce you. Isn't it a bit early for meeting the family? Victor said with a grin. I know, I know. That's why I was embarrassed, Robert replied. It's just, I was so confused about you before today. I wanted to see what she thought of you. You know, to get a second opinion, to see if I was crazy for wanting to date you. So what did she think of me? Victor asked. I don't know, actually. When we went past her booth, she wasn't there. Robert replied, frowning. I hadn't planned to mention it to you since it never happened, but here we are. I'm sorry for lying to you. Victor shrugged. I don't mind, although it is a little hypocritical, you know. I know, I know, Robert sighed. I promise I won't do it again. Maybe you can find a way to make it up to me, Victor replied with a cheeky grin. Absolutely, Robert said, returning to the kitchen to get the rest of the food. I'll give you the biggest slice of quiche. That's definitely not what I meant, Victor called, but I'm not going to turn down a good quiche. Robert laughed as he placed the quiche down on the table and began unscrewing the cork on the wine bottle. He poured them each a glass, and Victor smiled at him over the spread on the table. The rose Robert had given him that morning was sitting between them in a glass face, and Victor thought to himself that perhaps he had never been happier, at least not in the last century. They clinked glasses and sat down to eat, but they never got to. Victor saw the bomb before it hit, The flash of magical green light exploding across the picture windows. He dove across the table screaming, get down, I'll protect you. The spinach salad went flying through the air and the wine glasses crashed onto the floor as he lunged at Robert. He wrapped his supernaturally powerful body around Robert's delicate human one, focusing all his energy towards his muscles to be as much of a shield as possible. Robert screamed in terror as the bomb crashed through the window, sending shards of glass everywhere, with little green flames landing on the carpet around them. Victor crouched over him, protecting him from the worst of the explosion. His own body was screaming in pain, but he knew it would recover quickly in a way that Robert's never could. After the sounds had quieted down, Robert opened his eyes and looked up at Victor, fear clouding his face victor knew after the conversations they'd had today he had to say something some way to explain the insanity to not lose robert again after he just got him back but all he could think to say was i swear dating me usually isn't this dangerous And so we end another dramatic episode, wondering why these two can't ever seem to have a relaxing time together. Maybe next time, they'll at least get through a nice dinner before the chaos begins.
0: You've been listening to All Vampires Are Gay. This episode was created, written, and performed by Corwin Rosewood. Produced and composed by Parker Frost. With additional production, mixing, editing, and engineering by the team at Studio Corwin. If you enjoyed this episode, consider supporting our show today so we can make more episodes in the future. You can find all the ways to support us at corwinrosewood.com. Thank you for listening.